every brand has a mission statement or a or a vision statement we had a purpose statement we want to eliminate the taboo related with menstrual hygiene toilet hygiene sexual wellness that was our purpose our purpose was to reduce the the infection of uti our purpose was to increase the uses of menstrual products Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vaidya and I'm your host. Today I'm very excited to have Vikas Bagaria with me. Vikas Bhai is a good friend, mentor and the founder of iconic brands in the hygiene and wellness space including Peace, Rowsafe and Domina. A veteran of our space, a deep thinker and a change maker. Thank you so much for taking out the time to be on the show Vikas Bhai. Hey Arjun, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be with you. So because I wanted to start from the beginning right your journey has is one which has had many more years than than someone like me and you've had a lot of diverse experience right so walk us through your journey what it's looked like till now and how you eventually came to the D2C space with your brands okay so i have been uh, telling this many a times but again you know born born in a in a ordinary middle class family entrepreneurial family in calcutta just after my college i went into my family business of material handling equipment but i started my own own company i didn't you know get into my dad's business in 97 i think the the world wanted me to do something so it brought me to delhi in 2000 and i started having a contract with the airport authority of india for their import and export cargo at that point of time 22 years back i was into material handling equipment you can say the the core of logistics and i started building that business up i think fortunately unfortunately for me it got privatized dial took over the airport authority delhi operation and uh, they asked me to to leave i made some losses but picked myself up and i started looking for something else at that point of time the company was running i was i was serving you know many companies around uh, you know delhi ncr who were into just like the automotive maruti and and all the two wheeler companies and electronic companies and right up But in 2002, I tied up with an American company based out of Dallas, Texas, for conditional-based monitoring systems. Very ahead of its time. Uh, still, when I talk about these, people say, "You know what? Can you explain what does that mean?" But yeah, I started making that uh, partnership for for India. It took me around two years. You know, precisely 18 months to make my first sales. I think that was a, one of the most challenging part of my of my journey. That from a start to the first invoice, that is also of a hundred dollars. It took me 18 months. and that what made me what i am today and uh, that business slowly grew up uh, and went on to become india's one of the finest in terms of monitoring nuclear weapons missile systems you know we monitors uh, the chandrayaan and the mangalyaans any arms which moves from point a to point b is being monitored by that business life was good all set by 2010 11 then then unfortunate incident of nirbhay case happened 16th of december 2012 and that made me realize that i should do something on safety and uh, we launched in 45 days from that from that incident uh, india's first e-commerce venture into safety products for people like you and me you know started with women safety child safety home safety travel safety sports safety you name it it's there and uh, you know 2013 18th of february that's where safety card was born i i, I didn't had any experience about e-commerce i didn't had any experience about it you know I, i'm a, i'm a, i'm a plain economics graduate from from jvs calcutta I haven't gone to any of the institute. I, I, I'm not IIT. I'm not IIM, but I, I know how to do business, and that's what made me realize that if you hire the right team, you can deliver. So that's how I started Safety Card. During that year only, mid 
May, to be precise, 2013, PSIF got discovered. Srijana, my wife and I were traveling, road trip to Ahmedabad. And there was, she got sick and uh, we came back to Delhi and she was diagnosed with UTI, urine tract infection. That's where, when she was in the hospital, we realized that how we can reduce the risk of UTI from public washroom. That's where PSAFE was born, the idea of PSAFE. And we were surprised that nobody in the world was doing a toilet seat sanitizer spray. So we took around six months from the trade, you know, took the brand name, registered it, went ahead, lot many manufacturers, how to do it, to put a, a sanitizer in a can, which if it gets sprays on a surface, especially on toilet seat, can kill E. coli bacteria, which causes UTI. One of the reasons of UTI is E. coli bacteria. So that's how PSAFE came in, came to life. But it took me three and a half years to realize that I can do something out of it. I never wanted, you know, I was, I was naive. I didn't know how I, I can make a brand, right? I was more focusing on on safety cut, burning all my money, what I've earned in the last 10 years. I didn't know how to how to scale. I didn't know how to raise money. Went to a few of the, you know, people, but they never, uh, you know, believed in, in what I was doing because safety doesn't sell in India till now. Nobody believes in safety. So at one point of time, 2016, I was so bored doing P-Safe and safety cut that I thought of selling PSAFE because at that point of time, I have sold around 100,000 units. It was prescribed by gynecologists organically. We were selling in Nigeria. We were selling in Australia in 2015-16 because it was very, you know, very strong in organic because the name was so strong. Idiot proof name, PSAFE. When I went to the market, nobody even willing to give me 50 lakh rupees for, for the brand. Then Srina told me that, why you want to sell it? You know, you have created for love, by love. Why you want to sell it? Just keep it there and, and take it to finish. I think that changed my vision that, okay, let's create a brand. Let's create a product, which people will name it as a generic term for anything which is toilet seat sanitizer spray. At that point of time, I thought, let's make P-Safe just like Dettol, which is an antiseptic lotion, or uh, Xerox, which is a photocopier. That's where the P-Safe journey started in 2017. And it's been an amazing, amazing journey since then, right? But I think the space, because by the you've chosen is a difficult one, right? Because your role with PSAFE has been really to create this category. And so over the last eight years, walk us through what you've actually done to educate these customers to build this space in our country. You know, when you talk about toilet, when you talk about menstruation, when you talk about sex, in India, it's taboo. You know, if I talk about the, the numbers, you know, the official numbers what the government says is around 32% to 33% penetration of menstrual hygiene. We in the private sector say it's around 22 to 25%. Nobody in India are, are comfortable eight years back, still now, you know, uh, talk about menstruation or their own periods. So it's a difficult category which 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 I went behind. And I think that that has been the trade of me. You know, when I started material handling equipment, it was very, very early of its time. Conditional based monetary systems. Nobody knows till now what we do on that part. I think it's it's just me to start some different category, though it won't go that big. And of course, you know, menstrual hygiene or feminine hygiene, if you if you like to say that, is it's at that point of time, it was around 2,000 crores. At this moment, it must be around 5,000 or 6,000 crores. And there's a duopoly of sanitary napkins manufacturers. So I thought, let's let's try to build the trust around consumers. Let's try to catch the Zen Zs who are more of an explorer rather than a researcher. And they won't mind talking about it. They may use for themselves and for their parents. So, so when I started with PSAFE, my main idea was to go behind people who are open to ideas. I Initially, I what a mistake I did was I was going to the people my age. I was going to the people five years younger than me to talk about it. But it was very difficult for them to convince, you know, let's start using PSAFE. You know, you laugh. People gave me 
you know such a bad look when i said p7 who keeps a name a brand name with a p you know in nobody is going to buy it nobody is going to sell it you know the reseller won't sell it they don't want to place it on the retail retail point i think that's what all challenges are started and what we did was i just kept on showing up every day after day i'll give an incident 2017 when we formed redcliff hygiene which is now the owner of psafe brand i started and and i always believe that if you are creating a category of course d2c is where you you can have a reach but if you can start placing your product on the retail point at the point of use it becomes you know very easy for people to register it and because the new category you just can't sell it online you really have to be offline present as well so i started going to the retailers to the airport stores to the to the malls to the to the highway hubs but nobody believed in it nobody believed in it that this can work but i want to really want to keep it in. but i kept on going again and again and one thing which really helped me was the the movie collaboration with Toiletic Prem Katha. You know, they came to us and say, "Why can't? Why don't you become, you know, the hygiene partner for the movie Toiletic Prem Katha?" And I said, "You know what? I I hardly have a fifty lakh rupees, and you want me to 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 pay you a two crore rupees?" They said, "You know what? Do something. You can spend around a crore and on promotion and other stuff." And I said, "No, no way. I am gonna do about it." But after a week, we got a call from the production house, Viacom. They called me. We met the production team, Tina and Akshay and other stuff, and and. we were surprised that the family was using psa for the last couple of years and they said because we believe so much on this product and we are doing toiletic prem katha and yours is a toilet seat sanitizer spray it's a marriage made in heaven let's start it can you spend a little bit of money with the production says 5 lakh or something like that and we did that and we did that and that changed everything for us because the belief because we are the first brand or small startup who actually tied up with a with the likes of you know authority claim katha that gave confidence to our retailers that gave confidence to lot many people so that was one incident i can tell you about it but in each and every forum where they were they're talking about menstrual hygiene or or talking about sex or pregnancy i used to be in those forums and i was i used to be the only man with hundreds of women around there uh, you know i always feel intimidated but yes i i went ahead and talked about it then consumer you know we used to talk to so many consumer on a daily basis i think we were also one of the very few and the first company in 2017 to use influencer marketing very strongly very very strongly so what we used to do is we used to call our consumer because we or other customers who used to buy on our platform hey you did it like we said do you want to want to give a review on it honest review and they started posting it on on instagram i'm talking about april may june to 2017 you can imagine influencer was not thing that time but we started that that gave confidence to lot many people and started you know organic sale be that and then 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 we started going to the, the to the washrooms putting big you know posters we went to the malls give an example of ambience mall in gurgaon and we tied up with the management that you know many a time the 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 customers they go back home right because they don't want to use the washroom so why don't you tie up with us and say that you know ambience and peace safe care for your hygiene and they started we we started putting a big bottle with a retractable thread inside the washroom of all the 70 cubicles and that is how more and more trial started happening we went to the hubs we we went to the airplanes one of the airlines started keeping it in the plane so this is how and then we talking about anything and everything about about menstruation one of our campaign own the red 2018 menstrual menstrual hygiene day you're the first brand which shows you know blood on the sanitary pads You know, so these kind of stuff, and we were very bold about it. We were body positive, sex positive, gender equality. I think that we started very, very actively, and that gave a confidence in consumers, and that's why we are changing the space. And you've said two things, right? One on on sort of channel, and the other on marketing. And I'm going to pick up both in my next few questions. But maybe let's start with marketing, right? 
marketing is a very very important part of consumer brand building and i know you've conceptualized some of the most iconic campaigns and bold campaigns in our space you talked about your toilet ek prem katha campaign but walk us through your view on the importance of brand building in relation to creation of an everlasting brand because that's our sort of objective as we are all brand creators and tell us about your favorite campaigns other than the one you talked about already So I think my favorite campaign was in 2020 December when we did Men Buy Bad. I think I think that's that's top everything. You know in India how many brother how many son how many husband go and buy the bags for their for their women in their life. No. So we started this campaign where we showed a girl and a and a father in a in a mall and he was picking some gifts for her 13th birthday and she was rejecting everything and 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 she came back and showed that she's 13 and then she picked up a sanitary pad. that was one of the most emotional moment for us uh, and and the consumers i think this was the one of the finest and we, we garnered around 30 million views organically across channels and that that gave us around thousands of fathers and girls coming back to us and and saying that this has really changed our life how the periods or how 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 people look at us many mothers who relate with that many single fathers so these are the campaigns which which i'm really proud of but to to build a brand i think what we did was we were always stubborn on about what we were doing we never changed the narrative of the brand every brand has a mission statement or a or a vision statement we had a purpose statement we want to eliminate the taboo related with menstrual hygiene toilet hygiene sexual wellness that was our purpose our purpose was to reduce the the infection of uti our purpose was to increase the uses of menstrual products i think when we design the the purpose statement of a brand that helped us the entire team our distributors partners and consumers to trust on the brand the virality trust and the innovation on the product so i'll give you one more example that in 2018 november we launched period cramp relief roll on now every woman suffer from period cramps on the first or the second day this product of us after after many you know test and trials we launched it and start working on at least 60% to 70% of the women from the brief to moderate pain now if that you start helping them by reducing their their pain peseptology sanitizer is actually reducing their risk of getting uti again when you create these kind of purpose product and it really helps that create a brand that brand means where you don't need to you know invest in performance marketing brand is where you when you one day you stop performance but again people come and buy your product that's how you create a brand it takes years and years and we haven't done anything we have just we just grabbed the tip of our iceberg you know we have so many more years to go to create the awareness uh, still in india menstrual hygiene or toilet hygiene is is a very very low very low category it will take a lot of time so these are the few things which we did we talked about own the red so bleed your way one of the campaign bleed your way because we have four different type of menstrual hygiene products like the cups the panty liners the tampons the the pads or the reusable pads so we gave the opportunity and the option to the user to select what they want to use is not that we are just throwing them a cup or a sanitary pad so own the red bleed your way do whatever you want to you know we also have this red bow red uh, pin which you can wear it on your sleeve when you are chumming you know these kind of bold statement we we started doing it and i think that helped us in creating brand we always stayed with our purpose of breaking the taboo talking in public you know i used to carry a sanitary pad always in my bag you know for many years my linkedin profile was a sanitary pad soaked in red blood 
I was I was carrying it. So we became shameless. We became if you have to talk about it, talk about it. I think that's that's what changed a little bit of perceptions across. But yeah, it really helped us in in creating a, a brand. And now I want to deep dive on channel strategy, right? There's a big debate on channel strategy. There are conversations today on will D2C stagnate at some point and the real scale is offline. For you, the journey has been omni-channel from very early on. So tell us your view on channel mix and when the right time is to really go offline. Maybe some do's and don'ts as well for the young founders listening to this conversation. You know, Arjun, our journey was very different. I came from a background which I had a huge knowledge of distribution, right? I was always an offline guy. And when we started, you know, selling these products, it has a lot of resistance in terms of performance from from Google and Facebook. Facebook wasn't allow, was not allowing our UTI product or a sexual product or a menstrual hygiene to be advertised. So there was no other alternative but to go offline as well. And because it's a new category, it's it's not where people will be showing off that I'm being using these kind of products. People doesn't want to scroll it. Sometimes it was very difficult for us to target as well because we didn't know who the user will be. So we approached from the day one, the omni-channel way. So we went to the uh, long tail stores where you have the, the in the top uh, income group going and talking about uh, the product or they can they can try and, you know, try uh, they can try and use the products. So for us, it worked because we wanted to have a feel of the product on the on the shelf and then we started doing offline online marketing but but for for many but now the things have changed right at this point of time if you want to reach to say 15000 25000 pin codes you have to go online you can try the product you can fail very quickly but at after a certain point i'll say that and to answer your question after maybe 100 crores every brand has gone offline because still 92-93% of India buy offline. Unless and until you have that kind of scale offline, you won't be creating a brand out of it. So for us, it was because it's a small market, it was a new category, we, we wanted to present we wanted to present in offline mode so people can see us and then they can maybe when we are targeting them, they can go and buy us online. I think that really helped in our vision. But nowadays, I think D2C is to start with and after a certain stage, you can, you can go and you can go and present yourself in, in distribution. It's much more easier now, rather how difficult it was uh, five, six years back, because that time many logistics companies were not there. Now there are so many companies who can bring you up at speed with X number of stores across India. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about our space maturing. We're talking about the decade of D2C. We've also started dreaming about Indian brands going global. And this is something you've also achieved. So tell us how you look at global markets, what can be taken from the India story versus what needs to be done differently in a global market and maybe share some of your experiences in countries like Bhutan. So Arjun, for 20, 25 years, I had been working multi multinationals, multi-countries. I had an office in Dubai since 2007. So I had a lot of inroads. I knew how things work in, in a B2B side. And for our products, it was completely B2B. So what we did was, on safe consciously we started looking for countries where you have a huge Indian population who consume Indian data, who have relatives who have been using these kind of products, or they, they look at Indian Instagram influencers and something like that. So we went after, you know, people who are living in different countries. And since the, the category was new, there was no one in 17 of toilet sheet sanitizer. So PSEF being a very strong organic name, we got a lot of inbound inquiries from businessmen in these countries. So Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, UAE, and, and these were these were the start. Singapore, uh, Thailand, Indonesia. So, But these are small, small shipments. We started selling it. But again, to answer your question, I think 
a brand first has to establish its name in in their own domestic territory then go for very easy market like nepal bhutan to get some kind of success what things work because there it's almost the same how how india behaves they still buy the same way of online and offline then start going to middle east right then start listing yourself in amazon so right now we are selling in say seven countries in amazon you in around europe in in amazon uk in in amazon us it's just that because the category was was new i still remember urgent in 2015 when we wanted to sell toiletry sanitizer in amazon us we got a null search means there was no product called toilet seat sanitizer spray but it was my bad that i didn't know how to do uh, get into amazon us it took me 3 years till the time few copy a few a more brand came in and started selling it in amazon us i think you need to find a good partner in that local country start believing in that they have to make money if you give them good margin they will definitely go out and work for you try online first take the social media to your side do it locally because they don't know how to do social media how you are doing the content and then ask them to to translate into their language but for for at least for 2 years go for those countries where english is the prime language there because that that way that way you can use your social media creatives and content there and of course quality if you can give quality products i think you will definitely survive and now as we move towards sort of the latter part of our conversation right i wanted to talk about the future of insurgent brand we are in at least according to me the most exciting time for brand creation in our country there's been an exponential growth in number of customers but also a huge increase in competition on the number of brand what's your view on the future in relation to our space with higher cpms funding marketing consolidation and acquisition in the space where do you see consumer brands from india going you know over the last 3 years i think every week we see new five or six new brands coming up and that's good it means more and more people are willing to make a brand and why this is also happening is when we started the moq from the contract manufacturer was like 50000 or a lakh of piece now the moq has gone down to 2000 pieces so anyone who wants to create or test they can go to a contract manufacturer and they say you know what i just want a product like abc can you make it with a little bit of difference and then they bring it on the marketplace helps them to sell now this will not stay any longer because the way the cost have changed the way the cpm the way the acquisition cost have changed the way it's so become difficult to get the same share of wallet from the consumer we are offering the same product i think consolidation is the way forward so if you ask me i can see a consolidation happening in many many categories in beauty and personal care of course in in menstrual hygiene and toilet hygiene because if you talk about our category menstrual hygiene it's it's a duopoly of you know whispers and uh, stay freeze which has 90% 10% between anyone and everyone who is supporting this category so consolidation will definitely happen i think i'm open to that if you don't do it you will be burning out there are many if you see you know the global bees or the mensas sort of businesses who are buying you know brands who are selling on on amazon because those founders are giving up very early right because they are finding it difficult to scale that's why they are they want to sell it through those platforms i think though good for them but if you want to build a brand which will last for for hundreds of years you have to go alone you have to build it both organically you have to build it online and offline but that need money right but if you are getting some kind of you know incumbents coming and helping you out to the path of majority we have seen many such cases beardo marico itc wipro many many of these companies or imami they they want to have the slice of the digital you know assets from these brands and they use their offline you know resources so these 
consolidation i can definitely see happening and i think that's the way forward sooner or later this is going to happen but again young founders should come out with different products try it digitally and you can fail very easily and you can really you know change courses which is easy on digital on offline it's difficult if you have gone into spaces if you gone into mass distribution it becomes very difficult to get the product back and again spread it and you know a lot of many issues so if you can't do it i think consolidation or or tie hands that's the way forward and on on a slightly lighter note let's talk about founders now i built a business with my wife and so are you how does this work and like is there really something called work life balance <laughs> You know, first of all, don't do any business with your with your wife <laughs> because you bring everything at home in the in the bedroom. But for me, luckily, for last twenty five years, Shreena has been a very silent founder for me for each of my businesses. Right now, for last last seven years, I'm completely hundred percent on free safe. But what what does she helps me is trying to keep me calm. You know, if I'm taking any any bad decisions, she really helps me. So work life balance, it's up to you how you take it. Sometimes we start worrying about what is what has hasn't happened or what is going to happen in the future. So that create rift between you and your partner as well. So if you can eliminate and you start living in present, and if you can divide your role with your spouse, I think it's it's one of the best partnership you can ever have. So I believe that if you have started business with your spouse, divide the role. Don't bring you know tension and stress in the bedroom. But I can tell you that she or he will be your biggest supporter. whenever you are down and out and in my case it has always happened whenever i'm down and out she's there for me to help me out and because before i let you go we have a tradition on this podcast we do a rapid fire round so the only thing is you okay. have to say the first thing you think about when i say these phrases to you so i'm going to start Perfect. am i getting a hamper uh, yeah we'll send you we'll send you a hamper <laughs> of curated d2c products <laughs> just just kidding please go so ahead so favorite brand that's not yours Okay, I think I think I like Mamaat. One aspect of entrepreneurship you don't enjoy? Sleepless night. What's the app you spend the most time on? Instagram. Android or iOS for you? Always been an Apple guy. Online or offline consumption? Offline. Your favorite product that you've created? Toilet seat sanitizer, be safe. One founder you look up to? I think it's Jeff Bezos. And the last one, one bucket list item you want to take off next? Wow. Which I can go and study in some B school. I really want to go and do something very soon. Yeah, I think that's the same one for me. I didn't get a chance to do my MBA because I started Dr. Vedya's, but thank you so much uh, Vikas bhai for being with us and to all of you for listening until the next episode. I'd love to hear back from you on feedback questions or anything else. I'm available on Instagram at AB Vedya on LinkedIn and Arjun Vedya and I'd love to chat. Also don't forget to click the subscribe icon if you like what you heard. Please click the share button and share with family and friends. We're nothing without our listeners. It's been an amazing conversation from a veteran, a friend, a mentor, and a change maker in our space. So thank you once again, Vikas Bhai, for being with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Arjun.